my brother was just literally we were in my parents house at that point yeah. so I was just like who's going to play drums and I just literally walked into the house walked into my brother's room and go do you want to play drums in this thing that we just made up a minute ago and he's like oh yeah sure so <laughs> guitarist and the producer for Foxjaw, a band on the rise from Bristol. They've performed at festivals all over. Please welcome Josh Gallup to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a lovely Monday. Just ready to get this get this out as soon as possible. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, just kind of the first question to start off, what was like your first experience with music or what made you first get into wanting to make music? Um, so it's, it's a funny one, but my, um, both my, my, uh, granddad and, uh, and my dad played the drums. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of like a, with, with me and my brother who plays drums in Fox Jewel, we've been around mm-hmm. music sort of since day one, really. Um, so there was always a drum kit set up and stuff like that. So it, it um, it's just kind of about, uh, when we were growing up and then we I think we went to see uh Lincoln Park as our first gig we ever went to me and my brother and then from from there like uh, I think I can't remember what you said on stage Chester said something like this could be you one day if like you just if you just keep working at it sort of thing and I think that always just stuck stuck from me and uh, I know it is you yeah so you know we're, we're getting there we're climbing up but uh yeah yeah so that, was, had, that was sort of... yeah so if you had family that like play drums, what kind of made you want to go towards more guitar uh, rather than drums? Yeah, I, I, th- I think, because I did start off playing drums, because obviously there was just a kit in the house, but my brother got on the kit as well, and he was just he was just so natural at it, and I was almost like, oh man, I'm going to do something else now, because your drummers are almost like, cute. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I picked up the guitar, but then, then that meant we could like jam songs and stuff together so that yeah. was quite cool so we used to just play like metallica songs like in in the kitchen uh mm-hmm. <laughs> much to our neighbor's disappointment and so has it been kind of music from a young age or was there anything else you might think you might have done for life in life oh uh, no it's, it's always kind of been something creative I, I was i used to be into like art and stuff like that uh draw drawing and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but kind of as soon as music came in it kind of wiped everything out as soon as I started playing the guitar I kind of just that became the the center of my universe and then yeah. and then from there I kind of started producing uh stuff as well so I got into the whole recording engineering side of it as well and then that's that's been it ever since between guitar and producing so it's, yeah it's just all consuming kind of I'm one of those people who just gets obsessed with things so I just I just go at it yeah like tunnel vision you know Mm-hmm. And so what, like, whether it's just continuing to do it, trying to focus on it, what tips or advice would you give to other people who are just starting to get into music, whether it's with a band or on their own? I'd say just, just, just do the, do the playing of the music first. Like you can worry about all the other stuff that comes with it, like how to market yourself and stuff like that. But it's the age-old thing, but everything's about the song. If you, if you don't have a song, then you, you've really got nothing. Then there's so nothing to market. Exactly. So it's like, you know, you can get carried away on thinking of what, how, how we're going to hack the mainframe and, like, get the song out and stuff like that. But 
you need that song in the first place and if you're in a band you need people to play that song with and you need to be good at playing that song um so there's so many steps but i'd say like if if you're interested in getting in bands and doing that thing it's just get in the room and play and figure out how to do that and how to how to communicate with people about your ideas you know and just just have have a good time doing that and then as that comes on you'll you'll start to figure out the other stuff um because you, you can learn the other stuff, but just actually getting in there and putting the hours in, in, in the band practice room is, is the way. That's what I'd say to anyone anyway. Yeah. And so, like, you kind of grew up, like you said, just jamming out, playing with your brother, and then now you're the guitarist for Foxtrot and other bands. Have you ever done any, like, individual music projects, or have you always kind of done something as a group? I've always I've always been in a band. That, I, I don't know, like the idea of standing on stage myself or something would would just freak me out. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I, I like the kind of unified vibe of like, like you know some mates doing it all together and there's yeah. like vested interest and keeps you kind of accountable for like doing stuff. If you like, you've got a few people working on something. It's like right, if you've done that thing that we're gonna do, or if you've written that song, or if you you worked out that lead guitar or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean like? It's like I like the idea of doing it together, and I think I think there really is something in the collaboration of like songwriting. Even even if you look at um, you know kind of more solo artists and stuff like that, you often find that they've collaborated with a few people in the studio. Yeah, to actually get to that point because it's really hard to just you know be a solo. It's person a and, it's a song released by an artist, but then you look at the credits and there are like two producers and four writers and so. yeah, exactly. And I think I think. You know, it's the same with the band. Like that's what you do. You bounce your ideas off of, off of different people, and and you need that to, to know if it's any good or something. So, um, yeah, I've always just liked that idea. I've been in like I was in metal bands when I was younger, like with with mates from school, and then I, I started a band with my brother once his his mates were like sort of old enough to go and play gigs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I started uh, shouting basically in that band, <laughs> and, and then uh, yeah, then got onto Foxtrot. And so, with the, like, like you said, production and learning how to produce, like, the more technical kind of side of music, have you ever thought about, like, producing for other bands or artists, or have you just, like, learned that as a tool to help you with Foxtra? Well, initially it was, it was just to, like, it was to start me recording my own band at the time, sort of thing, one of my old bands. Um, I just started learning because I was, I was fed up of not, you know, being able to have like a demo or something yeah. like that. So I just, I just learned and watched all the videos in the world. But then as I got into it, that, that has become my job. So my, my full-time job now is I'm a producer and I produce for other bands and I produce for Fox Jewel and I, I, I do a lot of that stuff. And I've got, I work out of a studio near me um, doing that stuff. So yeah, that's, that is my day to day. But um, yeah, it's funny how that kind of stuff ha- happens. Like I figured out that I could, take that demo process that I did just for myself and for my band and I could apply that to my mates bands and then from there you do a good job with your mates bands and it just kind of goes yeah. out and people were like ah oh, you can record can we come record with you and it just yeah gets from yeah. there so and so like being in a band or any sort of group setting there are obviously positives but also negatives to it to it in any of the bands you've been in throughout your life has there ever been anything that made you want to kind of take a step back or think about taking a break from music or no I've always I've always had this very like 
I'm always very focused on like music yeah. is what I want to do, and I've always wanted to be in a band, and it's just kind of been my focus. Like there's there's never been like another person who's made or another band member or anything that's made me want to just pack it in or whatever. I like yeah. I've always thought I just I'm gonna find a way to do this music thing. Like however however I'm gonna do it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. My biggest problem back in the day was just like oh, some people like get into different stuff and they you know they have a career where they want to do something else or they need to make money or they've just got different ways they want to live their life and stuff like that and they're not they're not willing to throw everything at it and that, that's fine do you know what I mean like can't expect people you're, you do, you're almost insane for being that person that wants to just throw away yeah. you know everything else and get paid less and is is insanity really when you think about it but um, I've just always been like that I just I've, I've wanted to do bad mm-hmm. stuff but um, yeah man and that that focus on music does that come from kind of your dad and your family members being so ingrained in music and playing all these yeah, instruments? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they both both my granddad and my dad played, but um, they they played in different you know groups and stuff as we were growing up. But I, I mean, there there wasn't like uh, no one was in like a touring band or anything like that. But I I think it was just the you know growing up and seeing all the bands that like on Kerrang, which is over here, and yeah. on MTV, I guess, for you guys, right? Um, yeah. Uh, that that kind of stuff just, just got me really into it. And I was like, then I started watching people's, like, tour videos and just watching that. And I was just like, whoa, you can, like, do this for a job and just go to different places and, like, play your gig and then, like, get paid for it. And I was like, that's the best job in the world. Um, so, I, yeah, it's it. From that, I suppose, yeah, getting into music was through my through my um, my dad and my granddad and stuff like that. But yeah, actually, sort of learning it could be a like career. It's just kind of like chatting to my mates and mm-hmm. watching lots of stuff online. And when I was younger, and just, so it seems yeah. like once you kind of got like found out about touring and whatnot, you kind of wanted to be a live performer. You wanted to be in a live band rather than a more like recording focused band. Have you kind of how have you kind of used that to like influence or think about your music do you ever think like oh like this would be cool to do live or like how could i transform this into a live performance yeah yeah um i mean yeah it's always been a balance i mean i've, I've been into the i've just been into the being in a band thing I like every yeah. element of it like even down to the like sending emails and like getting everything ready for an album release like i, I still to this day i do a lot of the um the, the album inlay stuff like and all the just the, so you the like, like kind of handle like some of the managerial stuff also. yeah yeah stuff like that like i mean we've we've got a manager and stuff like that he's way way more way better and that's what he does but but like some of the like more admin-y kind of type things that that just need to get done day to day for the band um i've always i've just that's part and parcel to being in a band for me. So it's like, I've always just like, if there's something that needs to be done, I like, and I don't know how to do it. I just learn how to do it <laughs> so I can just get it done and don't have to like wait for someone else to do it or, you know, something like that. It's just been the way I am. I just, I'll just hyper-focus and go and learn a task and learn how to do it and then do it. Um, yeah. I mean, as for the recording, recording live thing, it's always been both for me. I've, I've realized the importance of both. Like I love seeing bands, go out and play live when I was younger but I also loved listening to records and I bought like CDs when I was younger so yeah. again from from a young age I, I appreciate both things but I've always liked 
but there's something that happens live obviously you know it's just you're there and you're, you're appreciating that moment I've, I've always loved that um that live thing and knowing that sometimes things go wrong as well like at gigs yeah. and sometimes things mess up and but you're the crowd that night are the only crowd that are gonna ever get that do you know what I mean you know, they've yeah. got that unique experience with this band where something crazy happened or U- uh, unique what... unique experience and also just like an authentic experience like when you listen to a recording that's been listened through hundreds of times by whether it's the band producers mixers like editors yeah. whatever um even sometimes publicists and then when you listen to it it's going to sound the exact same every time and like sound as clean as it can but when you're live maybe the band try some cool new riff or something or like adds a solo in here or sometimes like they just have a piece of tech not working right or the lights don't go off at the right time and so yeah and that's that's a complete unique experience for that crowd that night and if something funny happens like they'll be able to say forever oh do you remember that gig when that happened i mean i have one myself like i went to watch um bring me horizon when i was younger uh, play the play a place just near near me in Bristol, and uh, the, there's a power cut like just halfway through the gig, and so, so rather than the gig just being pulled, uh, some of the guys from Bring Horizon just went round the back of the venue, sat on top of a storage container at the back of the venue with acoustic guitars, and just basically played acoustic guitars and shouted the lyrics, and there was you know full circle pits and people moshing to someone unplugged on the acoustic guitar and shouting a lyric and that was like that was a completely unique thing that happened yeah. that day that that probably no one else in the world has got to oh, see yeah, it's not every band. day it's not every yeah. day you see mosh pits to acoustic guitars exactly unplugged as well it's just like you can barely hear it you can hear the people singing along more than you can what was going on but that that was a total unique experience and mm-hmm. you know I, I live for that stuff do you know what I mean yeah and so how did you first start or get into Fox Shaw what like was there a moment that kind of gave you the idea for that did like yeah how did this start basically yeah so so um I knew Danny who's our singer um mm-hmm. since we were we were younger I mean we used to like he, he went to a different school to me but we we as soon as we met each other at this kind of youth uh it's like a youth kind of gig place like, where like, yeah. young bands got to play and we sort of met each other there and his band used to play a lot and my band used to play a lot and we play on a lot of the same lineups and a lot of our friends and then we started hanging out you know with their with their the, the people who liked alternative yeah. music in their school and uh yeah we just started hanging out and then i've always had an eye on his band uh he was doing before called black elephant and um vice versa he was always like had an eye out on mine um and then sort of our bands that we were in separately kind of just kind of came to an end a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And uh, then we decided I'd recorded some of the last stuff that his old band did. And we mm-hmm. really got on really well, like doing that bit in the studio and stuff. And just, we had like a chemistry of bouncing ideas off each other. And he was just like, we should write some music sometime, you know, no pressure, but we could just like write it and see what happens sort of thing. And as soon as we started writing music together, we were like, Oh, I think we're onto something here. I think we got something cool, like with the way that the different worlds that we both come from, but actually bringing them together. And uh, yeah, so it went from there. And then obviously, my brother was just literally, we were in my parents' house at that point. Yeah. So I was just like, 
who's going to play drums? And I just literally walked into the house, walked into my brother's room and go, do you want to play drums in this thing that we just made up a minute ago? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. So <laughs> kind of went from there. And then we've been for a, a few guitarists uh, since we started and we've had keys players and stuff. But um, we've got uh, Alexander Cher, who was also from another Bristol band. He, he's sort of completed the lineup with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it's just been, it's been us for rocking out. Rocking so out of how have you kind of found when a band kind of, rotates a few like members or goes through different members or phases how do you like is there any way you see that affect the band at all or have you kind of just continued to make music the same way i think we've always had like the uh, between you know between me danny and karen who were like the original sort of members that started it um we've always had like a pretty clear vision mm. and me, me and danny especially in the early days did a lot the writing really we did yeah. all the writing so it's always been between us pretty much like what what fox sounds like and what fox is and to this day i still speak to danny like every day and we call each other and stuff and we're always talking about the band and stuff like that so it's always been this thing that me and him have had and we've we, we've just always needed like another guitarist or people on the side because we've got <laughs> ideas above our station basically yeah. um but yeah, there's, there definitely is a difference. I mean, our, our first guitarist, Glenn, definitely had like a vibe that was really cool. And if you go back to our early stuff, you'll definitely hear his style of playing, and it's really cool. Um, but I think you've just got to you just got to lean into what everyone's good at. Do you know what I mean, like our guitarist now is a great singer as well, and he's a great performer. Um, so you know, whereas you know we might have it sounded a certain way back here, it sounds yeah. totally different now, and it. And it I think it really suits our style, the fact we can lean into him for a lot of harmonies and and even his writing style. He, he like, writes a bit with us now. Well, he's actually on the, the record that we're doing at the moment. He's written two whole songs that he brought to the table, and that's the first time that, that has happened within Foxtrot, that someone's actually brought a full song that isn't mm-hmm. me and Danny, and we've sat and listened to it and sort of made changes and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. He's, he's like, added like another thing to our band so i think it's just about using the, the the different members and using their strengths and stuff like that and just appreciate what you've got with a certain member because everyone's got their own styles and just lean into that as well a bit like yeah. queens of stone age you know how they'll just get like different members and like they'll do a bit of a different sound yeah. for, or yeah. they'll do a different thing with a different drummer or something you know something like that i think i think we just kind of treat it like that it's a it's an opportunity to do something cool with this person do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than being like, oh, damn, we lost that guitar player. You know? You're just so. kind of focus and go off of who you have in the moment. You're not thinking yeah, about the person who left or who might come after that yeah. person. Who is. And, and to be honest, for the last, for the majority of the band's lifetime, it's been this for us four now, the yeah. four that we are now. It's just like, it's been who it is. So, you know, we're, we're pretty confident in what we've got now and what we do with it. So, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world now. And, no matter who the members were throughout, since the start, it's been Foxtraw, right, for the name? Yeah, right. yeah, so it's always been Foxtraw. That's so how did that name first come about, or what's the meaning behind that name? <laughs> this is always a funny one, but I think genuinely the the thing was, when we when we were writing some of the first songs and stuff like that, we were always doing it like after work, late at night, yeah. out in um, this outhouse thing that my in my parents' house that yeah. I basically 
we built to, so I could record bands in. So we were always out there um, sort of working on it. And uh, every night we'd leave the studio, like maybe we'd go to the pub or we'd just go off home or whatever. And uh, we'd always see foxes out and about because it was like in, in suburban England, it's like there's foxes just yeah. everywhere. Um, so as soon as, and they're out at night, so as soon as we finished the session, we just we just seen loads of foxes. We were like, that's cool. We just keep seeing foxes. Just bank that in the brain. <laughs> and then we were just we were just hunting for band names, and we we're just like, what's cool? What's a cool word? Jewel. Cool. Let's do that. But um, then we changed the the pH because yeah. we just thought that was a bit cooler. <laughs> you got to change it up somehow. Yeah, yeah. I think there was another band as well called Fox Fewer Than F. So, really. So we we were just like, oh, we'll, we'll yeah. avoid that and put the two words together, whereas the other band had Fox, Jewel. Oh, yeah. So we're like, and change the words. So. Yeah. Sneaky. And so a lot of bands or just individual artists kind of, they try to make sure in any song that they make, they have kind of a catchy hook or like 15 seconds that might sound good in a TikTok or some media marketing that they could do. Uh, what do you think that has done kind of to the music industry and do you kind of find yourself at times trying to find like make something catchy that could be good on social media i think it's about context with this kind of stuff i think like we are a a rock band um who are in our late 20s sort of thing um I think it would come across as a bit cheesy if we 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 started doing uh, yeah. dances to our to our music <laughs> on on t- maybe maybe it would work I don't know um, but no I I mean I can see that it's got a place for some things and like there's there's going to be some artists that are, that is going to absolutely be their crowd like you know kind of young younger people on on TikTok yeah. sort of getting down to that but I mean if you look look at the people generally the people that are into our stuff i think they're into longer formats of stuff do you know what i mean like yeah. we, we still sell quite a lot of vinyl and stuff like that and yeah. people really really invest in the band um with vinyl and our, our, our label like it's something we've always pushed from day one is vinyl so I, I think that kind of shows us about the people who like our band and how they like to consume music yeah um so i just i just feel like we're, we're not pushing hard to do the other thing because we know what we like and, and we are fans of the stuff we we like do you know what i yeah. mean so like i am not i'm not on tiktok i'm not on any of that stuff yeah. like it just doesn't interest me well, so and i kind of apply that i just go well someone like me wouldn't be into that so i, I you know yeah. at this point i don't really see like it being a thing well there are like the young artists who come out with like a pop single and then they do like so much promotion of it in whatever ways they can on social media and then they're kind of bands more like you where like you work on an album and put it out and then the fans not only like listening to it but like they like they like a more authentic or like tangible style of listening to it with vinyls or cds or whatnot and like for a while i didn't really like understand vinyls and then actually just the last week I bought my first ever like vinyl oh, record and I've fun. like had it in somewhere around here, but I've had it like near me ever since because it's just like, 
it's like having it's like holding a piece of the band with you and so yeah. it's I think tangible it, it's like tangible it's real you can hold it yeah. it's like it, it means something you, you went and got it or whatever you're not what? just like tapping a song on a screen you actually like are it's, it's as close as you can get to like holding a song kind of exactly exactly what what vinyl did you get uh i got a vessel by 21 pilots okay sick nice yeah yeah okay so uh have you got a record player yeah it's funny because some people would do collect vinyl but don't have as records. like yeah almost yeah. as like de- decoration or as or as yeah, yeah. i yeah. I have a record player. I do have CDs of Twenty One Pilots without a CD player, though. So that that I get. Yeah, fair enough. Though. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it's always been. Uh, it's always been. That's been the way we do stuff, and um, I think people appreciate that. Um, yeah. I think it would be the wrong way to go to to try and make our band something that it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I'm not saying it doesn't have a place, but for us, it, it just seems... It wouldn't like, it feel seemed... true to who you are, kind of, as a band. Yeah, I think it, it would maybe just cheapen our music a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to do if you're into... Because I, I, I make some pop music like, with... to each pop, their pop, own. <laughs> yeah, I make, pop, I make pop music with pop artists in the studio, do you know what I mean? And, like, I can I can see that it has value for, for someone who makes that kind of music. Mm-hmm. But just for I think what I think people who like Fox Joy into, I just, it's not really an avenue would rather push i'd rather yeah. i'd rather spend time and make little cool interludes that go on a vinyl and yeah. um, people can sit with their headphones and listen to that i think that's a better use of our time than doing um shaking our ass on tiktok <laughs> yeah. and so when you're coming up with a new song for the band what does that process kind of look like do you try to like write lyrics and then find an instrumental that fits that or do you kind of just let a song come about however it comes about yeah so i mean it's usually music first of us it's usually mm-hmm. we'll just we'll just play around like either me and danny will meet up and we'll start writing stuff or alex will bring an idea um and we'll just we'll just sort of flesh it out together with you know we're a band where we're very still like we write stuff together in a room kind of thing not particularly in the practice room but we're still us you know us four or whatever we'll sit around the laptop and We'll try stuff out and record stuff in and see how stuff fits and that yeah. kind of thing. And we usually get, we try and do the, uh, it's the, it's the John Lennon thing. It's like, we'll try and finish an instrumental in a night. So yeah. we're excited about it. That's always been the thing. It's like, if we start like around six o'clock by kind of 11, 12 o'clock, we'll try and have like somewhat a structure for a whole song yeah. with, with all the instruments that we kind of see happening on it. And then we'll just put it up on, um, google drive or something like that and danny will uh will basically listen to it while he's at work and he'll come up with some lyrical concepts and stuff just based around how the song sort yeah. of sits, sits with him and what what the different sounds make him think of and the way that you know it makes him feel in that moment or whatever he's got going on at that point in time and then we'll sort of go from there we'll throw some ideas around it's funny because we usually like name these ideas like silly silly names like when we when we make them yeah but a lot of the time they end up sticking because we just can't we can't like get rid of them because we we know the song so much is that thing like yeah. we've been working on a, a new track and it's called the last mackerel because someone just said let's let's yeah. name it that in after demoing it for like a few hours and then 
we've literally not been able to get rid of that name. We're just like, well, it's, that's what it's called now. <laughs> You're just so used to calling it that. Yeah, so it's, and, and then we'll kind of, we'll spin some way of like getting that title into like the lyrics somehow. And that, you know, yeah. Daniel's got a, a wonderful brain where he can make that sort of stuff work. And that, the way our band is and what we like to sing about and stuff, it just, we're all about that kind of Alice in Wonderland wackiness. Yeah. Absolute craziness. So it kind of works with what we're doing. And so, I don't, I don't know if you've watched, have you been watching the Beatles docuseries on Disney Plus? Like the Beatles yeah, yeah, came out the, with it. Uh, Get Back, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't know if you watched it, but you it was exactly what you were talking about. John Lennon was talking about, and I think it's great that you found that you can do this. He was saying, like, when you think of a new quarter, a new song, whether it's writing lyrics or, like, playing an instrument, in that moment, try to finish it or, like, do as much as you can in that one sitting. And he was talking, and I think it was, uh, I think it was George Harrison was like, I literally can't get myself to do that. And so, like, I'm glad that you can. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's something that resonated with me when I, when I watched it because we've been doing that anyway. It's not like we, it's not like we heard yeah, yeah, that yeah. and then decided to do it. It's like, it's just something been, you've had as a part of your creative yeah, we've, process. We've, we feel really excited about the idea the night that we make it. So you want to use that excitement oh, yeah, for the idea. It's, it's like something new. It's like, it, it has literally just been made right there in front yeah, of you. It's, and so it's new like, and exciting. So, um, yeah. So it's exciting. Um, so we try and use that energy to sort of keep us going. Like even if we have to, you know, stay up late and when we mess ourselves up for work the next day or whatever it is, um, yeah. we'll, we'll always find a way just to like get, them as much as we can done on that song in that night just because it just I think it does it does bring something mm-hmm. and uh, so when you're coming up with a new song do you think like do you try to keep it unique and like a, like your own like fox draw sound or do you kind of take inspiration from other bands and like try to put your own spin on things yeah I mean we definitely take a, l- a lot of influence from stuff we've been listening to. I mean, the stuff we've been writing more recently is, is definitely way more eclectic to, you know, some maybe some of the stuff that was on our last album. Because um, just because we all listen to so much varied music, but yeah. almost the way the music we've been listening to comes like into us, and then we pour it out of ourselves in into that that's yeah. that's the filter do you know what i mean so it so it does naturally end up sounding like a fox song even if we're trying to go for something else because like we're the filter to get yeah. the get the stuff down so it seems like whatever we try to do it seems to sound like fox at the moment which is which is good i think i, th- I think we're really sort of pleased that yeah. when people talk to us about it that that, that comes across people are like oh, that this definitely sounds fox and we're like oh wicked yeah because there are definitely some artists you can tell who like when and when you're listening to the song you there's like an obvious song or like album that they had been listening to or took inspiration yeah. from and so i think it's awesome that you find a way to consistently like make it unique or make it not sound yeah. exactly like anything else yeah i think i think the important thing with i think with any artist is just make sure your your influences are eclectic don't just be influenced by one thing at and, a time because because that's how you'll just end up writing someone else's song and I've done it before and I've just wrote my own stuff I've just been listening to one thing I've been like man I want to write a song like that and then I'll sit down and I'll write a song and it'll just be like it'll be like the thing 
Well, yeah, like make sure make sure whatever you use is inspiration and not yeah. literally just copying in. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like we'll do something and we'll be like, oh, we want to do this really heavy track that sounds like I don't know, Sun, the really doom metal band. Yeah. But then, but then we'll be like, oh, but I really like that song from Charlie XCX, where it's got the crazy like high vocals or something like that. Yeah. And then we'll be like, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then that that will be like the thing. We'll pull a lot of influence and a lot of different stuff, and yeah, yeah, we'll just smash stuff together. And then through our filter, it usually ends up coming out like Fox Jewel. Um, so yeah, it's a good process. I'm and, pleased. With that. And so whether it's like you as a producer or like wanting Foxtraw to have a collaboration, is there any artist or band like if you got your pick of any artist or band in the world? Is there any? one you would want a collaboration with? Um, I think it would so, it'd definitely be someone outside of our, like, our genre. Like, I think, I think mm-hmm. it would be fun to work with someone who brings something very different from us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, for example, I'd love to do something with Charlie XCX. Uh, you know, like, a remix or, I don't know, something like yeah. that. I mean, like, just really just, like, something that's completely out of our world. We're a rock band and, like, we play all live instruments and stuff like that yeah. but just to do something with someone who who's a di- totally different end of the spectrum yeah. who, we, who we really respect or like we, we always used to chat about um i don't know if you know the artist sophie i don't know <laughs> no. no she's like a she's in that kind of like world it's like a hyper pop kind of artist but unfortunately she passed away um oh, wow. in the last couple of years but um we always said that she was one that we, we'd love to collaborate with because so some of her stuff sounds crazy and it's almost like her music's in the same spirit as Fox Jewel, but just on a different genre. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like you could feel like she likes to push the boat out and get experimental, but in her genre. And it's always felt like we, we got that. We yeah. Got that well, and it, it yeah. does seem like you're experimental also, if you want to yeah. kind of blend like pop or all these different genres with this kind of rock or like, you were even saying like at times like heavier kind of grungier sound with these like happier pop sounds and so i think if you could find an artist to do that that'd be like a super cool sound yeah for sure or someone like uh someone like gary newman or something like that someone like it's kind of like someone who we all all rate the music of and it's, it's kind of it's a dark kind of uh dark kind of electronic kind of yeah. sound that we, that we all really like um, or someone like uh, Robert Smith from The Cure or something like that he's got a, he's got a bit of a different sound um, yeah something like that someone who's just so it's just completely not really in our world but we could like we could get get on with over over music and the way we like to approach music I think that, that would be the ideal collaboration and so do I, again well I guess for this one every time you've performed live has kind of been with a band or like in a group setting and so is there any like dream venue that you have whether it's because it's just super well known or like you have just like dreamed about like being on that stage where wherever it is and like just having a live performance in that arena yeah i mean there was like a bucket list i kind of i kind of made when i was younger and um I've always ma- I've already managed to tick one of those off, um, which is cool. It's like the uh, the, 
the venue I grew up next to. We went to first gigs by myself with yeah. my mates and stuff like that. It's just the O2 Academy in Bristol. Um, but we did that one um, a couple of years back. So that was like a one like bucket list yeah. tick because that was like a important venue to me growing up. Like, I used to go down there with all my mates and watch bands and stuff when we were like 14. Um, so that was the first one. But we're doing another one this summer, uh, Download Festival uh, yeah. in the UK. And that was the first ever festival I went to, like just as just going to watch, and it was like my favorite festival. And I always like watched the live videos before I, I was old enough to go and stuff like that. And then I finally went. So that was always, that was like a bucket list one. I was like, I'd love to one day play that. And then we're actually doing that in the summer. Uh, so that's that's like another one that sort of ticking off. And then the only other thing, I mean, there's loads of stuff I'd love to do, but the yeah. only other one I had on my bucket list, I'd love one day to play with an orchestra. Yeah. Uh, doing like arranging our songs around with an orchestra and just feeling like the the weight. Of Having the like a yeah. cinematic or like you can, you can like feel the big kind of band or orchestra setting. Yeah, playing yeah. Music. A few, ba- quite a few bands have done that kind of thing. I mean, uh, Metallica did the yeah. S and M and stuff like that, and I think I think Bring Me and Architects have done stuff like that since, and loads of loads of other bands have yeah. done it. But it's, it's always it must be quite a crazy, unreal feeling to have like a whole orchestra, you know, playing your song. <laughs> around, around your song around your songs like and, and playing on stage with them and feeling like the the whole orchestra behind you. So that that's that's another one that's like one day I'd love to do some version mm-hmm. of that. That would, that would be insane. Yeah, and so when whether it is download or that small theater near where you grew up, what was that moment kind of like? Well, I guess download hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'll let, but, I'll let you know. I'll let you know on download. But I, like finding out that you would play it, or or for the theater when you did actually go and play it, what was that moment like for you? Oh, it's 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 great. It's like it's just like a really like I don't know. It's just, it just makes you go oh you can actually do stuff like if you just think about something and work really mm-hmm. hard at doing it and keep plucking away and don't give up on it you can kind of get to do stuff do you know what I mean which are, is, those, which is are those cool. kind of like moments that you like I made it moments that you kind of felt or like I, don't know, I think it was just I think it was just sort of like a yeah, I don't know. Like, wow, I'm really doing this kind of. It's just, yeah, just it's just like quite. It's quite. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a really lovely feeling. Do you know what I mean? To imagine yeah. something for ages and and then finally be on the stage doing it and be like, man, you can actually do what you want, and it, you can take that into different aspects of your life if you if you really work at something and try and make yeah. it happen. It's just it's just proof that you can do. Shit, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had one just before the pandemic and stuff like that, we went out and we supported Zach Wilde uh, playing on a cruise in Sweden. Like, that, if you told, like, 14-year-old me that we'd do that, that that's absolutely wild. I would have been like, yeah, yeah get out of here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 how, how are we doing that? Yeah, we literally we flew off, a, off of a tour that we were on. Do you know the metal band Lowe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowe. <laughs> Yeah, so we were on tour with them, and then we actually f- took a few days off that tour to go over to Sweden to play on a cruise, to then fly back and jump back on the tour, and it was just the most insane thing. It was like, it was like and we were just sort of sat there having this Italian 
really nice Italian meal on the uh, yeah. on the cruise, just about to go play before Zach Wild, and we're just like, boys, what is this? This is utter madness. Like, how did we find ourselves here? Like, and it, yeah, yeah this is a re- those moments are the, the ones to cherish. Do you know what I mean? Like, just you sat around going, this is crazy, man. Like, we never thought we'd be here. Yeah, and so. so- whether it's another artist song that you had a hand in producing or a song by Foxtrot, is there a song that you've kind of helped make that's your favorite? Oh, man, that's a tough question. That's a real tough question. Um, you don't have to have an answer if it's too hard to choose from all of them. But. I'm, I'm really proud of our, our song, Teevin, because it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's done really well. And I think... From the looks of it, I think it feels like it means a lot to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, it's definitely our, our biggest our biggest song at the moment. And um, from chatting to people, like it's it's the song that I could go and chat to someone that I don't really know that well, or like vaguely knows me, and they'll be like, "Oh, I heard that song, Teevin, and I love that song." And it's like it's people that aren't even into the genre of music that we make, yeah. but they've they've been they've been like that song is really good and like it, it just seems to connect with a lot of people and people seem to really rate it and I ha- we kind of had that feeling that it might do that when we recorded it in the studio um, just to know that like that feeling that we had when we wrote that song and how powerful we thought it was back then actually carried on through it actually happened yeah yeah and, you know it kind of it made it took our band up a peg do you know what I mean in, in where yeah. we are with, with stuff and just got us lots more stuff like i mean it got played on like radio one with annie mac and stuff like that and just really really ridiculous like stuff that a band our size you don't expect to have that sort of radio play and it just it just did something else for our band and it's just so i'm super proud of that one to be fair yeah and so those are all the questions i had for you today thank you so much for coming on it's been a great time and I feel like I've learned about not only you, but also the band as a whole. Where can people find you online, Instagram, websites, anything you have, where can people find you? Yes, yeah, so we're, on, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we've also got like our, our merch store, which is just a, a Bandcamp page. So it's foxshaw.bandcamp.com. And pretty much through those four places, is you can find everything that you need to know about us. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all the all the streaming platforms you want. Um, we're not on TikTok. I doubt we'll make it there, but we'll see. Never say never, right? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah. You can find us. If you just put us into Google, you'll find us. All right, I'll leave a link to all that down below. And thank you again for coming on. Amazing, man. Lovely to speak to you.